to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we are always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And that bitch, Carol Baskins, is at it again. (laughs) Is she? What'd she do this time? Uh, She apparently has now taken full control of Joe Exotic's zoo. Oh, Well, I guess not his. It became Jeff Lowe's. Right, right. When they did their transaction to keep it from her. Interesting. Uh, But apparently the documentary was proof of the illegal transaction. Oh, shit. (laughs) And so a Oklahoma judge ruled in her favor. That it uh, was. Seizing it for her to take. How does that work, though? Like, why do you want a zoo in Florida and Oklahoma? That's so confusing. I'm sure she'll just scrap it and sell it or I guess, yeah. put it under a different name and have somebody else run it for her. I yeah. mean, just collect the profits on it. That's interesting. Okay. Um, but that kind of goes against her whole concept, right? I'm not liking, wanting zoos. Yeah, unless, unless she's going to turn it into a rescue. Like, Well, here's the thing. Rescue. Here's the thing that was confusing. When I read the article, uh-huh. uh it said something like they had 90 days to uh, remove all of the animals from the premise. Uh, so are they not considered a part of the zoo? I guess not. And that seemed like a huge problem as far yeah, as... Yeah, because what's going to happen to their, them? Their safety, exactly. Exactly. I mean, doesn't that kind of contradict the whole concept of protecting them? Yeah, Totally. That's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to those And you tigers. can't sell them, right? Since it's no right. longer legal I to guess sell. unless they are able to, like, sell them to a zoo or something like that. Some kind of weird situation. Anyways, I hope that nothing bad happens to the tigers and all the yeah. other animals involved in the zoo. Actually, in the follow-up episode, didn't, wasn't, weren't Jeff Lowe and his wife and whatever, like, weren't they talking about, like, building at another location with that other guy? Maybe yeah, that's it what was. Do. Um, I think it was still there. Oh no, they had a, a falling out. Those two guys. Yes. But like, yeah, okay. I thought maybe he was still building that other location. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I it, I think it was also in Oklahoma. It was just a different location, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. That um, sounds right. Well, I guess we'll have to stay tuned. Yeah, I guess this also kind of gets rid of that conspiracy theory that. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Lowe is actually her first husband. Yeah, that's fair. Unless she just fucked her first husband over. <laughs> I mean, she'd probably do that, too. So I guess you're right. It doesn't I mean, really prove shit. I guess you're right. technically it could still be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Anyways, it, I just thought it was interesting news. A little nice update to throw out there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we will be making a change to the format of our podcast. Uh, we want to do a science experiment, if you will, <laughs> and separate the video games from our TV and movies. So we'll have essentially two podcasts within the same title of Dissecting This Fiction. Yes. Uh, it'll still be num- numerically done. So this episode we will be covering TV and movies, and then next episode we'll be episode 37 but it will be video games alone yeah and then 38 will be back to tv and movies so back and forth it will still be weekly for both it's just we wanted to separate them for people who 
don't necessarily care about the other. They don't have to figure out where they can listen to the other one. Yeah. Make it easier for the listener. So. Yep. If you enjoy both, there's still plenty for you. You can still download both. Yeah. Easily. But if anybody has any uh, feedback or suggestions for how to make it easier to listen to or more interesting to listen to, feel free to write us at dtfpod at gmail.com or even leave us a review. Yeah. So we can... Let us know if you like the current format or if you prefer the the idea that we're going to change it. Yeah. Help us us help you. Yeah. Help us help you. Help (laughs) us help you. Yeah. Help us. Help us. (laughs) While also helping you. While also helping us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this has to end at some point. Inside of Taco Bell? Inside of Taco Bell. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, with that said, uh, let's get into some motherfucking television news. (laughs) Let's. TV was pretty good this week, but uh, movies was pretty bad. So, we have pretty unbalanced news this week. Um, But to start off... We are within six months of Daredevil potentially joining the MCU. Okay. Uh, based off the Netflix contract with Marvel, the characters involved in those shows could not be used for two years after the show's cancellation. Okay. Uh, so Daredevil being the biggest one that was rumored to be joining the MCU mm-hmm. uh, has six months until it can be a part of the the mcu family okay uh luke cage and iron fist are also available i think they were shortly after they they were canceled shortly after so they would also be available within six months uh jessica jones and punisher however would not be available until february of 2021 anybody looking for the daredevil you might get it yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with that you might not I know there was all those rumors that, uh, what's his name? Uh, something Cox, the, the actor. Yeah. His last name's Cox. I don't know what his first name is. <laughs> of course you remember that last name. <laughs> <laughs> the one who plays him on the, um, series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Sorry. I won't. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Mr. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know there was a lot of rumors that he was in talks to come back as the character. Mm-hmm. But he... But... Uh, nothing's gonna really come out down, of that basically. he shot it down but yeah. you know it's it's still marvel it's yeah, they're gonna say true. what they have to say to hide things right true it's just the way the business goes mm-hmm. uh but speaking about marvel the wandavision show coming out later this year on disney plus has reportedly added evan peters to the cast you'll probably recognize him from the fox Marvel movies where he played Quicksilver. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it is not confirmed what his role is in the show, whether it's actually even happening. I don't think it's been confirmed that he's even in the show, but uh, from a source that is said to be accurate on news stories related to Marvel, he is reportedly signed on and was signed on in 2019, has already filmed his portion of the show. Wow, okay. I liked him as that part. Yeah, and so that's kind of... that. Here's the question, I guess, I have for you. Assuming this is true and he's joining the show, should we expect to see him 
as Quicksilver from the Fox franchise in a multiverse, let's say, capacity? Mm. Or is he a completely different character? Hmm. Because we see that all the time where they take actors that were characters in the Marvel movies and they shift them to another character within the MCU. True. So could he be playing a different character within the WandaVision show? I mean, yeah. But I mean, maybe even a villain. Yeah, he could he could work I as mean, a villain. Not that he wasn't technically a villain, based off comics. Oh, Quicksilver right, right. was a villain to an extent at some points. That's news to me. <laughs> but he's also was an Avenger, and he also was on the side of good. He was okay. like the back and forth. Gotcha. Part because he was so fast, nobody could tell what side he was on. Yeah. But remember, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is the one who played Quicksilver in the MCU films. So I would imagine he would still exist within the concept of the character, right? Yeah. So they couldn't bring this in to replace him unless it was obvious that he was from a different multiverse. Right. Um, I... Nope. I'm probably wrong. What? Isn't that supposed to be her brother? Yeah. Okay. So, but did yeah, they... Age of Ultron established that they were siblings. Yeah, right. So we we know if he's if that character is going to be in this, it would have to be in a multiverse fashion because that character is dead. Correct. Okay, that's all I was trying to get. Correct. At. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I was confused. I was like, maybe I'm wrong because, <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Although he doesn't really look, he looks to be like a different age than she is, so. Yeah, she looks much older than him, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And, and I he's wonder... supposed to be the older brother. Right. So I wonder if this character... But he's also too old to play, like, her kid, right? I'm wondering... Well, it wouldn't be... I mean, she doesn't have a kid. Well, isn't in one of the, the comics where she, like, creates a whole family? Yeah, for there's, like, there's twins, I want to say. But yeah. I don't I don't know if that's been confirmed they're doing that in this. I'm just saying, that's a possibility. I'm I don't know. You're right. I guess it is possible. But he he's a little old for that, so maybe not. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm bad I, I think the really. most likely scenario is he's going to be a new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a smaller scale character mm-hmm. that's not going to have a huge impact on the grand scheme of the timeline and, right. and Marvel storytelling. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're putting any characters into the shows that are going to be drastic impacts on the movies. Right. Not yet. I think they're going to see how they do and and transition them that way. Because mm-hmm. again, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all those shows in the early times were supposed to be tied in. And they just kind of shifted those out of there. So mm-hmm. I know they're saying they're putting more commitment into these ones and they plan to make sure that they do fit into them but if it doesn't work it doesn't work you know yeah so very true i would imagine we're going to see a lot of cameos uh between wandavision and dr strange oh yeah too because yeah they're supposedly going to tie into each other that would make sense and this could be i guess more evidence of multiverse very true. I mean, it'd be an easy solution to bring in the Fox characters in, right? Yeah. If you wanted to easily do that, that would be the perfect way. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Because you could also test it and be like, it was, I mean, it'd be hard to test because they're not really filming and screening full time or re uh, real time. So, but it's a good way to know if it'd be worth to include, worth including that character in the movie, I guess. If it, well, he was a fan favorite character from the yeah, Fox yeah. films. Yeah, like no. his time in a bottle, whatever the fuck that song was. Yeah, yeah, that was a good uh, scene. scene. Yeah, that was probably the highlight of the Fox films. Fair for everybody, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the peak. Yeah, that alone has got him to be a beloved character. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I mean, but I guess the bigger question is if like contractually, what? What do all of the other actors do? They care to come back, or what? You know, I guess it's it all depends on what they plan to do on the grand scheme of the characters. Yeah, uh, how they're going to go about introducing them back in. Right. If they have a, if they want and have all the characters and actors coming back, then they'll probably go a multiverse route, right? Yeah. If they don't have the ability to bring all those actors back, they're probably going to just lean toward making them new rebooted characters. Yeah. For the universe. True. But it always holds possibilities to do cameos of those characters in the future. Mm-hmm. Or should I say the days of futures past. <laughs> yeah. You could say that. But nobody would like it. Oh. <laughs> uh, but... Speaking of Disney Plus later this year, um, John Favreau. Yeah. Uh, he gave an update to, uh, during the ATX TV virtual film fest TV festival, film festival. Um, he gave us an update on Mandalorian season two because everybody's like dying to know, of course. Um, they, he said they are on track to debut season two in October on Disney Plus. They actually finished photography before the lockdown and he said... Thanks to how technology forward Lucasfilm and ILM are, they were able, they have been able to do all visual effects, editing, and post-production remotely. So that's pretty cool. It's good news for us. Okay, so really they're just confirming that October is indeed still yes. planned yeah. for the release. He's just gave everybody because they had said that a long time ago. Yes, but everybody was freaking out because okay. of the shutdowns of everything, and they were worried. But gotcha. he was like, "Yeah, pretty much we had everything that we needed to do in person already done before the lockdown started," which is really good news for everybody who can't wait to see more. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot of directors that are coming in to do episodes that are, you know, bigger names. So, yes. They'll be interesting to see all Absolutely. those. Because they put a big focus on season one, especially with the uh, gallery, uh, Disney Gallery yeah. show that they're yes, doing now, yes. where they put a lot of focus on individual directors bringing their taste and their flavor and, and their style to mm -hmm. the episode that they do for the Mandalorian, yeah. but still blending it into the, the overall story. arc. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the fun little things we had towards the end of Mandalorian season one was Jason Sudeikis. If you remember, he was one of those. Oh yes. Yes. One of those, uh, stormtroopers that was like, yeah, the mean to the baby Yoda situation. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the alien like, baby abuse. Yes, alien baby abuse. Uh, but he's about to do something. The ABA. Way less fucked up. So I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was the stormtrooper that people loved to hate. Yes. So. True. Very true. <laughs> um, he is going to actually host a remotely shot comedy competition at TBS. 
and it's going to be called... Well, is it at TBS? Okay, well, on via TBS, I guess. <laughs> I'm just I'm just reporting what I see here. Um, it's going to be on TBS, and it'll be called Tournament of Laughs, and it re- premieres on June 21st. It's going to feature 32 comics going head-to-head in a, like a bracket format. Okay. Like a sport situation. Okay, so playoffs. Yes. Um, and they're obviously all vying for comedy champion. Um, Jason Sudeikis is going to be the host and commentator. And there's a lot of guests, but a few of the most notable ones, um, in my opinion, were Judah Friedlander, the guy who played Frank on 30 Rock. Frank. The guy with the hat and like crazy hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually a writer, writers, I, I think, think too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's hilarious. Um, Margaret Cho, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. The guy with the insane voice. Oh. Who played uh, the voice of Iago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the first thing I thought <laughs> yeah. of. He's been in so many things, I know, but I thought. That's him. The bird. Iago? Yeah. <laughs> the bird? Exactly. His voice is nuts. Um, Fortune Feimster. She played Colette on the Mindy Project. She's the. She's I don't like, think I watched that show. Um, I didn't watch it either. I feel like I recognize her more from being a guest on the Chelsea Lately show. Okay. Um, and then Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, which is always good. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's a deep cut. I know, right? (laughs) I know that they gave that character a a show at one point of its own Mm -hmm. on TBS, but I don't think it was very long-lived. It probably didn't go very well, given current society. (laughs) I loved that character on uh, Conan back when he was like a nobody. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He had some really good material with yeah, that character. Absolutely. Um, so this is interesting. So they're they're more famous people then. It's not really so much about building uh, no, your these, name. These are the as... most famous ones. There's a, all the rest of the thirty two. A lot of more people. I was like, so are they I don't judges? Know this... No, they're all comedians. So they're gonna compete. Yes, they're okay. competing. So this is kind of a mix of. Um. Whose line is it anyway? And Last Comic Standing. It's kind of like Last Comic Standing, yeah. Because that was a, was that on Netflix? Where, where I was that? I think it was Netflix, or might have been Comedy Central. Okay, I know it was somewhere. Yeah, it was somewhere. That's true. I can confidently say. Yeah. It was I, somewhere. From, I from what I understand, I think it's going to be like Last Comic Standing, but in a sports bracket format. Okay. Um. I don't actually know if that was in that form. I don't think it was. But anyway, um, it's got like these are the big names that I recognized. And then there were a lot of other people that I kind of looked up. I was like, hey, I kind of recognize. There was another guy that I recognized, too. I can't remember his name, but um, I recognize their face, but I didn't have name recognition. Well, see, they have them say they're guests. So that tells me they're not actually competing. No, no, they are. They're competing. I put that in there. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be part of it. Okay. They're not guests. That was just how I phrased it. So... Don't be our guest. <laughs> Don't be our guest. Yeah. You're not welcome here as a guest. <laughs> you have to compete. Yeah. Yeah. You have to come. I don't know. Who that <laughs> Competition is the only way that you will be a guest. <laughs> okay. Um. So I think this is going to be really entertaining. It's um. It's actually going to be. M- they're going to be making donations to the United Nations Foundation's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund and Black Lives Matter. So, good okay. stuff. Now, I'm interested to know, was this a show that was planned out before 
world event <laughs> happened or is this like something that they created kind of in the moment? I have no idea on that. I, don't, I didn't see information on that subject. Okay. It's also, it's possible that it was in the works, but. You imagine it would just, have to be. It's, I mean, companies yeah. take a lot of time yeah. and manpower to, to create shows. I yeah. just, I'm curious if it was like kind of the, I guess I'm curious if the remote concept was remote, pushed. Yeah. I think um, remotely shot was worded in such a way that made me think it was going to be like on their phones, like some of the other things that we've seen so far. Yeah. Like more yeah. like from home. Yes. Each contestant is doing it from home yes yeah is that not what it is no that is okay that's okay. at least that that's what i was led to believe yeah. i have no way of knowing for sure of course yeah <laughs> um so speaking of funny people <laughs> uh steve Carell is hilarious and i have news sort of about space force um, even though Space Force Season 2 has not officially been announced, it um, it was confirmed that the uh, creators are actually doing the the first parts of preparing for Season 2 just to be the ready. laying out the, yeah. the story and the, yeah. the concept. Um, yeah. yeah, showrunner Greg Daniels revealed that preliminary work preliminary work has already begun and he said that we we're certainly hoping for a few more seasons and we've started to assemble the senior writers to discuss what would happen next year we don't have the pickup yet but yeah there's a lot to follow up on based on where we ended <laughs> you think <laughs> yeah yeah anyone who's watched the show knows that they yeah they leave a lot of questions for the viewer so i would i assumed there was going to be a season two it sounds like overall it's a popular show yeah i know there's been some middle of the ground i've seen people, reactions to it uh, but i yeah. think overall people like it i've seen some p- random people were like well, it was boring and but like most people that i know and i understand their humor most people it's are like oh my the, god it's, it's so the humor funny. for sure it's, it, it's the dry. show is so dry yeah. you you really so have to you have to accept the kind of humor it is to yeah. really enjoy the show yeah because if you're not careful, you will miss a joke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember what it was. I know there's one joke that made me dying, and I don't think you even responded to it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It was just like a very subtle line he had that like yeah. tied into something that was very <laughs> clever. Yeah. I'll have to go back and figure it out now. Mm-hmm. Much like the CW. Yeah. Has figured out what their plans are. For Batwoman. Have they now? Okay. Initially, there was a leaked casting call for the character uh, under the name Ryan Wilder. A woman in her 20s who has had trouble with the law in the past. Now reformed and about to become Batwoman. So, uh, sounded like they were going to recast the character completely. Not just do... A different actress but actually change the character completely yeah they're not it doesn't seem like essentially they're going, a reboot yeah it seems like they're not going for kate kane at all anymore so unless this ryan wilder is just a placeholder name which is possible but um i guess we'll have yeah. to wait and find out well we don't have to wait much longer okay because the update actually came from uh, executive producer and showrunner of batwoman carolyn dries mm-hmm uh, she was speaking with uh, Give Me My Remote. No fucking clue what that is. I think right. it's a website. Cool. 
Uh, but she was speaking with them and gave out this quote. I did consider the soap opera version of a hot minute selfishly because we had a couple of episodes already written and transition was wise. It would be seamless since we already started breaking season two. But upon further reflection, executive producer Greg Berlani helped me make this call. And he's way smarter than me about this sort of stuff. He's like, you know, I think we should just reboot the character in terms of reboot Batwoman as a different character. Just to also respect everything that Ruby Rose put into Kate Kane's character. Okay. I guess that's a fair. Uh, so basically this is confirmation that they are indeed changing the actual character, not right. just the actor right. involved. Okay. Um, we haven't watched Batwoman. No. But now this tells me, do I need to even bother? <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't need to. It's sounds like they're just going to completely reboot. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Which is weird because of what they did with the tie-in for Crisis and all that stuff. So now that's yeah. like irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Or they won't. <laughs> but one thing's for sure. What? They're going to have unnecessary drama in their shows. That is absolutely sure. And speaking of CW drama. Yeah. The Flash loses one of its main actors uh, because of a tweet that they put out. Cast member Hartley Sawyer has been fired by CW bosses after his tweet that actually stemmed from, I think, eight years ago. It was a 2012 tweet, uh, but there's many others that were involved, but that was, I think, the last one mm-hmm. that was the, the key to his yeah. firing. Right. But yeah, there were quite a few. So his tweet came off as racist. I don't want really think we should read the tweet let's just yeah and some of the other ones came off as misogynist and yeah upsetting to people uh it seemed like he was trying to be edgy and witty Mm -hmm. with some of his stuff but it came off very badly yeah uh so whether whatever the context of his tweets were Mm -hmm. uh it clearly did not work out in his favor and has caught up to him yeah you know what i felt like i was reading some of the tweets because i was trying to figure out like why this was such a thing and I felt like it seemed like he was trying to be like Anthony Jeselnik. You know, okay. Yeah? Yeah. But he got too close to some things. Yeah. See, and that's the interesting thing about comedy. Yeah. Assuming that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's a perfect example is he's a comedian mm-hmm. who can tell a joke that people would say is very controversial mm-hmm. and get away with it because you know that's his style. Yeah. But if somebody else were to say that, especially on social media... Mm-hmm. Shit goes down. Just that's that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. You are you are fucked. You're the worst. Yeah. Um. So I don't know the context of what these tweets were. Uh, he yeah. did give a response uh, about the whole thing. Uh, the character that he played was Ralph Dibney, also known as Elongated Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is not a porno. This is such a bad name. <laughs> and he's been on the show since 2017, uh, where he started as just like a recurring role and then he ended up becoming like a main cast member Mm -hmm. uh and i i mean this kind of reminds me of the james gunn incident right it something from his social media from the past is now taking the forefront especially with the 
social climate we're in today, right now? It seems like um, I, I have questions as to how this suddenly surfaced eight years later. I'm, I mean, it's, it, it's just it's, that stuff happens. There's people out there that look for things like this for whatever reason, whatever yeah. agenda they have. And, and they find it. Yeah. And, and when they, you know, sometimes they'll sit on it and mm-hmm. wait till the perfect moment to use it. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I mean, it could have just been something that somebody found randomly yeah. recently. Or they legitly had this and just yeah. <laughs> waited for the perfect time to use it. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's a big shock. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we're not caught up on the Flash. But from what I understand, the character has some story beats that... Are uh, we not caught up? No, we have the whole season. Oh. We started like two episodes in and then we, because it was on the CW app, we couldn't like, no. we didn't watch it fast right, enough. Right, right. So okay. we missed episodes and then they weren't there anymore. So okay. we basically just stopped until it hit Netflix. Gotcha. Okay. So we're super behind. Got it. And that's why you think we watched it because we did technically start it. Okay. Got it. Um, anyway. So from my understanding, there's story beats that he's a big part of. Yeah. I don't know how they wrap up on the season. Right. But going forward, it sounds like it could be a problem. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Are they going to recast him? Are they going to, you know, Batwoman? Are they going to do the same treatment? Are they going to bring in a different character completely to replace him? Are they going to just replace the actor? Are they going to just write him off? Oh, I'm traveling the universe. Yeah, I wonder if they'll... Helping aliens on another planet. And I'm just... That's what I'm doing in the background. You'll get like quick little like throw throwaway lines that he's still in the world but just not physically here right i mean it's interesting uh the cw is definitely uh their whole i guess is it considered an arrowverse still if yeah arrow's not even in it it's still arrowverse because it's what it started with it just seems like a lot of stuff is uh collapsing from the arrowverse yeah these days they're losing characters they're losing actors yeah I don't know. Right? That's true. But they're also bringing in all the uh, other stuff based off the crisis. Yeah. From uh, the other platforms. Yeah, that they and have then like I, like I watched that one episode without you, um, where they like brought of Supergirl, which we're trying to catch up on, where they brought back a bunch of people that were previously in the show. So I feel like they're constantly bringing back people that were previously yeah on the show for like random things. So. Uh, Last of Us. Well, we learned about that. Becoming a show for HBO, uh, and the showrunner was going to be Craig Mazin, uh, who actually created Chernobyl, and he was also going to be working with Neil Druckmann, who is the writer for uh, the Naughty Dog game itself. Okay. And so they were going to team up to to write The Last of Us as a TV show for mm-hmm. HBO. Now we are getting information that. Johan Rank, I think I said that right. It's probably Rohan. I mean, <laughs> it's probably Johan. Is what I was trying to say. What did I say? Johan. Oh, yeah. Johan Rank. I was more concerned about the second half. Oh yeah, that part sounds right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I was so confident in the first part that I just fucked it up, anyways. <laughs> John Ann. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Johan Rank, uh, he actually directed all of the episodes of Chernobyl. 
for okay. HBO. It's pretty fucking intense. Uh, and he's confirmed that he is going to be the executive producer uh, for the show uh, for The Last of Us. Okay. Uh, and he's going to at least direct the first episode. Nice. That's a good Keyword is at least, so at he least. could do more. Yeah. Uh, and he actually, I believe, won an Emmy for Chernobyl. So, As he should have. Yeah, I, was, it was, was a really, really good really uh, miniseries. Good. So, I mean, it sounds like basically they just took everybody who was talented for Chernobyl and just was like, okay. You're going to do this now. Add <laughs> mutated fungi people. Yeah. This seems right up your alley. Add fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did, I guess, huh? Yeah. So, uh, I'm really excited for this show. I don't know when the fuck it's coming out, but like, it seems like they are just setting it up for being the next Watchmen. Yeah, with the number of like the people that are involved so far and what we've been hearing, it, it really isn't sounding like it could possibly be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I you know, right? <laughs> uh, and interesting fact... I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Craig Mazin, who's was the creator for uh, Chernobyl, uh-huh. he's actually also writing the upcoming Borderlands film <laughs> that we talked about last week. Okay. So he likes uh, post-apocalyptic scenarios? It sounds like he may. <laughs> I want to see Borderlands end up being like a sequel to Chernobyl. I want it to be yeah. like some kind of origin story okay. going into Borderlands. Okay. We'll have to see where that I want to see the twist. We'll see if that happens. Or Borderlands is just like Russia in modern day. And we just never knew. <laughs> I feel like we would have known. <laughs> they're pretty uh they're pretty private about yeah. stuff. So yeah. that's what I want to see. Okay. Make it happen. Okay. <laughs> they might have to work on the whole idea of the the space part of Borderlands, but yeah. I don't know how they're going to explain that one. Yeah. Uh, maybe Space Force. I don't know. Maybe. But... <laughs> Russia beats us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Much like Future Man. Yeah. Figured out. Bouncing around space. And time. And time, indeed. Space time. Uh, we watched season three. Uh, I, I did not realize. I guess this is the the end of the series as a whole. Yeah. It's not going to have another season, as I, far as I'm aware. I guess it's it was a conclusion bummer. to it. Yeah. Really confused by some of it. I I feel like I just forgot stuff from season two, or just didn't know, and thought I did. Mm-hmm. Plot points. Okay. <laughs> but I I had a blast with this season. Yeah. It was like so good. Uh. Like, there was, like, jokes in the trailer that, like, I forgot about. And then when we watched the show and those jokes happened, I was yeah. just, like, cracking up. Like, I never heard of them before. Yeah. Axe body spray, for example. <laughs> yeah. Axe body spray. Body spray. <laughs> it's hella good. I forgot that one was so good. Uh, this show is, like, on a fucking different level when it comes to its humor yeah like it is so fucking clever yeah with the things that they do yeah some of what you don't even catch until like a scene or two later yeah and then you catch on you go oh and then you start laughing yeah long after it's over yeah true um i think the show is like the greatest concept of space and time travel paradoxes and yeah and, and i think it got it right yeah with that stuff 
Like you don't even care if it would be feasible yeah. and accurate. It because, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's just written so well. Yeah. I feel like the um the plot points and all the weird things that happen kinda remind me of like Rick and Morty. So I feel like people who like Rick and Morty that like there you this. go. It's a live action Rick and Morty. That's a yeah. good that's a good really good call. Yeah, without the horrible voice. <laughs> Depends on the voices if you if you like their voices or not. I guess you're right. <laughs> um, and they actually added uh, Seth Rogen yes. to this season, yeah. which I think he actually is involved in the show itself. I think he was on like the executive producer side or something. Uh-huh. Um, but he took a role in this season and like did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, unfortunately it's only on Hulu. Yeah. Anybody who has not watched this show, you just, you, I think there's like a 30 day trial right now you could do. I think so, yeah. So jump on that 30-day trial. Try out this show. Power it's really it. good. Yeah. It's like what? It was like eight it was, episodes? It was eight episodes for season Which three. is shorter than the other two seasons. Right. I think they were like 13. Yeah, I think that's... Something like that. Yeah. And they're, what were they, 20, 30-minute episodes? Yeah, they're about... 30-something? They're about half an hour. Half an hour, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the basic premise for anyone who doesn't know, uh, this guy lives with his parents still. Yeah. Uh, gets approached by beings from the future who say that the world has gone to shit, and, and he's the savior. He's the savior yeah. of the of the future of the universe, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And like the great thing about this show is they really spoof off of like eighties themes yeah. and like a lot of like pop culture, yeah. and movies and stuff, and like they throw all these ridiculous references in, and mm-hmm. like they tie in like historical things yes, to the historical things to some really of their good. jokes, and like they just nail it so well with yeah. with the the quality and humor yeah. of of what they do. So like you'll you'll like catch so many Easter eggs of other properties that yeah. like they just work so well in here. I feel like this is one of those shows that you could watch again. And again, and catch new jokes every mm-hmm. time. Definitely could. Yeah. Um, the big cast members in this, uh, the main character is played by Josh Hutcherson. People might know him from Hunger Games. He played yeah, Peta. and what, I'm going to be honest. When we first started watching this show, I was hesitant because I was like, oh, the guy from Hunger Games? <laughs> but he has such good humor. Yeah. I, I was really surprised by uh, yeah. how well he, he did this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see him in more things like this. Yeah, I agree. And uh, his two future cohorts are played, uh, Tiger, played by Eliza Coop, and Wolf, played by Derek Wilson. Yeah, and I think he was probably my favorite character of the series. <laughs> yeah. Like, we saw him in, what was it? I think it was Birds of Prey. He was, like, a scene for, like, one moment. I don't even think he's credited for that. Really? If, yeah, I, he's not on IMDb. Yeah, I think he was it, like so. a detective in like a yeah. scene with like one line in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's the only other thing I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really hoping we see him get more stuff. Like I, I think he would be great for a franchise and like a movie universe or something. Yeah, I guess he was in Preacher, so that's good to know. Oh, was he? Apparently. Okay, I think that's on HBO Max. We could check that out. Okay. Oh, you know what? No, it was on Hulu. Yeah, I think you're right. It came that up all after makes sense now. Why it came up after? It automatically played that okay, show after we finished this. Okay, I was Hulu. like, what the fuck? Why is it playing this show? I guess that's fair then. <laughs> so now it makes sense. It's because yes. he was in it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to give this show 
oh, I, well, season three, but also the entire series, uh, five fucking future men. <laughs> uh, I am also going to give it a five foodermans. Okay, well played. I see what you did there. Yeah, they do this really weird thing at the end that I won't say, but it yeah. it really made me question things. And I was like, what? <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't the only person on the internet who was very confused and yeah. had to look it up while still thinking they knew they were right about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this show was just batshit crazy. Like, everything about it, it's just, like, so over-the-top, ridiculous scenarios. Uh, but it plays really well on the time travel and time paradox and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, affecting the future by changing yes. something in the past. Yes. Um, so I, I really enjoyed how they approached this show. And I'm disappointed that it's over. Like I know. I think it was a solid ending, but, like, I just wish there was more now. So. Is it, do you think it's one of those things where some other place could pick up the show and decide to continue it or is it do you think it's hard i think they just didn't have anywhere to go with it after because yeah. i mean it, again it's time travel so yeah. like there's only so much you can do exactly contrary it's repetitive. to what legends of tomorrow thinks oh yeah <laughs> well, wouldn't know what you're talking about but uh i'm assuming it's trash then <laughs> i'm just constantly doing the same shit over and over yeah again. it's like 20 well, it's cw right what yes about? exactly 20-something episodes a season of the same fucking yeah. fixing the time every episode. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm disappointed the show's over, but, like, hopefully that they'll they'll move on to, like, good things. Yes. Each for themselves. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a movie out of it in, like, a couple of years. Maybe we'll decide to make a oh, movie. Wow. So it actually has a 91% tomato meter. It's a solid show. And like, it's, it's 83% for audience score, but 91% from critics. That's really impressive. Yeah. Well, the show is well written. I agree. Yeah, like, like it's I, just like not the kind of material that I would expect critics to rate highly. That's you know true. What I mean? That's true. It is well written, obviously, but it's like funny humor. I don't know. It's it's not the like oh, smell my farts kind of humor. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they they do have jokes about that though. Yeah, they, they do. do yeah. They do a lot of that kind of stuff, but then they like they're really. Uh, transparent about that on themselves. Yeah. Within the show. Yeah. Good stuff. Go check it out. Uh, the other show we watched, we finished Defending Jacob, which is on Apple TV Plus, for anybody who's curious. Um, that is starring Chris Evans. Everybody knows Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, he's not Captain America. <laughs> it's an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um. As well as Michelle Dockery, who we most recently saw in The Gentleman, and Jaden Martell, who was in the It movies, among other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, this was like a really all-star cast, Very, essentially, yeah, for yeah. for being a an Apple TV Plus, yeah. you know, launch show. Yeah. I believe it was a launch show. I think... It took, took like a million years to get the show out there. They... Kept lying about how many episodes there I know. were. So, it was so rude. we thought we like watched the whole thing, and then we're like, "Wait a minute, this can't be the ending." And then we're like, "Oh, just kidding! There's two more episodes." Yeah, exactly. Watch those two. Just kidding. There's <laughs> two more episodes. Yeah. Um, it's actually based on a book, based on a novel of the same name by William Landay. Um, 
which is interesting and and I'm told or I hear that it has a wildly different ending from the book so in case anybody's like oh I can't see it because I already know the ending no you don't <laughs> yeah and that's that's pretty common right yeah. they change yeah. the story change for something. a show so that yeah. it's not the same thing and people aren't gonna know what happens yes um and I think they changed it enough that it not that I read the book, but based off what we learned about what the difference was, it seemed like they changed enough to make it feel fresh, mm-hmm. but also get the point of what the original purpose was. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel about the show overall? I liked it. I thought it was really... Um, this is one of those shows where you, you compared it to The Killing, where it like pissed you off because it felt like... Is this, this is the show, right, that you were talking about? Um, or was well, that, just the theme song? that was that. I think that was interrogation. <laughs> I was talking about. Oh, never but mind. But this You're is right. kind of the same concept because yeah. even though the show follows the entire from start to finish of the mm-hmm. trial process, yeah, through you know the the unique storytelling it yeah. has, yeah, it does kind of do that with the ending of each episode of like this massive hook that you yeah. have to like watch the next one, yeah, um. Which, of course, they fuck you over by... Yeah, by not releasing them all at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, I will give them credit for that because they did keep me on my feet wanting to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But it did feel like it did have that loop of... It wasn't necessarily uh, as big of a thing as they made it out like it was going to be. Right. So, it was more like just kind of that hook at the end. Just Yeah. And then it was like immediately resolved or fairly quickly resolved in the next episode. Not sort of resolved, but like or shown whether it was useful or not. Deemed deemed not relevant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I feel like I really enjoy this this kind of show. It kind of keeps you hooked, and it bothers me having that like big hook at the end. But this is the so I think this, the killing is where I started learning to watch a show like this. Uh, I'll watch the end and then I'll watch the first five to ten minutes of the next episode because then I get the answer to my question and then I can come back to it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is not probably how you're supposed to watch it, but, like, it pissed me off because I'm like, oh, I want to know what the fuck the answer is. And then you find out in the first five minutes, and I'm like, okay, I feel better. I can go to bed now, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll watch the rest tomorrow. Actually, I think that's how we got fucked over the first time was yeah. uh, we – there was only four episodes at the time. Yes. Like, I think we watched, like – I think we got – through two and a half of them mm-hmm. and then it was like you probably should have gone to bed for work the next morning yeah and you're like okay uh, yeah. okay we'll finish this third yeah, episode fuck it, let's do it and then we got to the end of the third episode and you were like looking at your your watch <laughs> and i just knew i was like oh fuck it's odd she's calculating because i wanted to know <laughs> she's like, calculating can she do this because like we have only one episode left because at the time that's all they listed on the fucking website fuck you apple tv by the way yeah Hella rude. So <laughs> we ended up watching that one yeah. way later than we should have been up for your oh way for later. you going the, to yeah. work yeah the next morning, and then just to find out that that was not at all the conclusion yeah we were like what the fuck that can't be the end <laughs> and then we look it up it's not the end <laughs> god damn it uh, whatever um <laughs> one thing I will say I really enjoy about the show is the uh, tone that it captures um, yeah you. You feel very unsettled yeah. the entire time you're watching it. Yeah. You do not feel any form of ease as a viewer. Like, even though you're just watching this family go through this horrible, horrible event. event, yeah, you know, 
you feel like you're a part of it. Like you, yeah. you, you, you grasp how impacting it is on the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely have that melancholy tone throughout the entire yeah thing. and you see it on their faces even in the parts there's some parts where they're smiling and laughter a little bit mm-hmm. even in that point there's this overwhelming sense of kind of dread or doom yeah. or whatever because those scenes always end with like back to reality now yeah. yeah even though they had a moment of like a nice yeah joke or yeah conversation that had like yeah. a a happy moment yeah the reality then sets back in that they're going through this. Yes. And um, that said, I could not stand the fucking mother. Lori yeah. was her name. Yes. Hollywood needs to figure out stop naming characters Lori because we hate them. Because they never end up. They're well. always they're terrible. They're like they're like the Hollywood Karen. Yeah, they are. Every character named Lori in Hollywood is awful. Yeah, that's yeah. science. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah, she was terrible. I also hated the son. Because he was an idiot. Yeah. 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 Not because he was like, I just was like, are you, are you this dumb? I couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah, I just, but as far as like the mother, it felt like her whole thing was just back and forth with like the same bullshit you see on the CW yes. shows of like, oh, I'm mad at you. Oh, blah, blah, blah. later on. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I was mad at you. Yes. Oh my God. I yes. can't believe I was, was being very... this way. And then five minutes later, oh. I, uh, you, I don't know if I could trust you. Blah, yes. Blah, blah. She was very soap opery. Yeah. Her character was. And I didn't like that. And I felt like she... Obviously, I have no idea what she that character would have gone through as a person. But I felt like it was... It seemed like a strange reaction. Yeah. Well, you talked too about uh, Jacob, the son, yeah. having like really dis- terrible decision-making skills. Very poor decision-making. Uh, but so did she. So it yes. kind of like reflected on maybe where, where he maybe got, where he it, got from. it. Yeah. Because like there's times where uh, she's about to do something and I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Yes. yes. Just yes. walk away. Yeah. Just go away. Yeah. You're being stupid. Yeah. And like, I guess I should say that the show did a really great job then because they, they the- got me invested in caring about the outcome of somebody I don't care about. Yeah. True. Because <laughs> the son pissed me off, but I still cared about what happened. Yeah. It wasn't about... Whether he was guilty or not, it was just about yeah. knowing whether he was. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so, crazy. So I, I guess we probably should get into that. So the whole premise is uh, a murder takes place of a fellow classmate mm-hmm. uh, within their town. Yeah. And the son, Jacob, is uh, considered a suspect. Yeah, not uh, initially. Not initially. And... It should be noted that the father, Chris Evans, plays the di- district attorney, assistant district attorney. So he's directly involved in the investigation. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of nuance there. Yes. And then it, it unfolds from there. Yeah. And things are revealed or not revealed. Yes. And it's just a lot of uh, cat and mouse as far as the mm-hmm. evidence and yes. uh, the truth. And uh, it, it's, it's a very interesting show. I, I really enjoyed the premise of it. I do feel like the way it ended, however, I'm torn with that because yeah. on one end, it did a really good job and I like what they did with the idea of how it ended. Yeah. But on the same side, I feel like it's also lazy and it kind of undermines the entire concept of what the entire show was up until the end. 
Yeah. Because it kind of like negates the concept of what it was even supposed to be. Right. By what it does. Right. And obviously I'm being vague because yes. I don't want people to not watch it. Yeah. Or be spoiled on it. Yeah. Um, you definitely don't want to get spoiled on this show. Yeah. I think it was really cool what they did. Yeah. I, I didn't love the ending either, but... I think you're either going to love it or hate it. Yeah. As far as a viewer. I don't think you're going to be like, it was fine. Yeah. You're either going to be pissed off at how it ends or you're going to be like, that was crazy how it ends. Yeah. 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 It was very interesting. Yeah. And uh, basically the whole show is just this family dealing with this thing, both Mm -hmm. in court and in their own personal home atmosphere. And obviously there's other characters and stuff. Uh, What's his name? Plays the grandfather. Which was a nice shock for me when we were watching it. Yeah. Uh, uh, J.K. Simmons, is it? I think that's right. Oh, I think I always know him from uh, Crossing Jordan where he played Dr. Macy. Oh, I don't know what that is. So I always think of him as I, I always know him as J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man. J.K. Simmons, yeah. Okay. Kind of takes the plot a little bit to a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, it was interesting to see him in the, in the role he was because you don't usually see him in that that capacity. He's usually more of a uh, the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> leave it vague. Yeah, <laughs> he's more of the exact opposite of yeah. what he was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this. Um, I, I I like I said, the ending was very. I was torn with it because at one at one way i really enjoyed the concept they were going for with it but in another way like the storytelling i guess i should say the storytelling was a unique method that they were going for mm-hmm. but at the same time it felt also lazy as far as um giving it a true ending oh i'm an asshole that's not him and crossing jordan sorry okay <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know what the hell Crossing it's, Jordan it's was. Fine. So Just cut that out. <laughs> no, people need to know that I'm an idiot. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, overall, I'm giving Defending Jacob. Uh, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a solid four. Okay. For Jacobs, I give it four Jacobs. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Poser. Sorry. I would have given it a five except for one key detail that I didn't learn from it. Okay. Is that an off-air thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Is this a show that gets a season two? Or is this like a one-off? Do you think this is like, that's the story? Or do you think the way they, they ended it, it could do a season two? Or you do, do you think they just want to leave you in the dark like... It's up in the air now for you as far as how it I goes. think it's I think it's over. It there's they could, but I think it'd be weird. I don't know how they would do it, but it it it's possible to do it season two, but I think they shouldn't. Okay. Unless I get to learn that key detail. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna say I think they should leave it as just one. That'd be my opinion. Okay. What do you think? I would say leave it as one, but at the same time, I'm very much like, you motherfuckers yeah. didn't answer something that you were supposed to answer. Yeah, exactly. And you're pissing me off because yeah. of it. Yeah. 
I think we have the same opinion. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> hey, I guess I guess what I'm saying is if you are involved in the show, just uh, email me at yeah. dtfpod at gmail.com and yeah. let me know what the actual verdict is yeah. on a plot point of the show yeah. that I need to know. And you know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> If you're involved in writing yeah. this show, you yeah. know exactly yeah. what you we're fucking pissed know. off about. <laughs> don't act like you but don't You know. look at me when I'm accusing you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just email me. Let me know. Yeah. And uh, no need for a season two. Yeah. After that. Just let us know privately and then we'll let you off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be between you and me. I promise. Mm-hmm. I'll delete the email right after. I mm-hmm. save it and send it out on you're social media. You're right? For the right price, yes. Oh, for the right price, excuse you? We meet my demands. Okay. You will have the information as well. I see. Okay, well, that, that's it. We watched those two things. Yes. Uh, we did watch a couple trailers. Yep. So we'll get into those. It's weird, they're both kind of scary. Are they? Yeah. I mean, we are living in a scary world now. That's fair. So, <laughs> everything's scary, I guess. That's true. Everything's scary. Uh... First on the list, You Should Have Left is the name of the movie. Uh, dumb name. But true. <laughs> the odd point. So we watched the trailer for this film. Film. It's mm-hmm. basically... Uh, seems like a psychological thriller slash Horror-y. demon entity yeah. in a house. Biggest, Starring Kevin Bacon. The biggest thing that threw me off is that Kevin Bacon's not the bad guy, to be honest. <laughs> we don't know that. Fair enough. But it's not revealed that he's we the bad guy. We don't know that yet. You're right. You're right. We don't know. But also, to be fair, he was never the bad guy in Tremors. <sighs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> he did steal the girl. But that was in Tremors, too. Okay. <laughs> so I guess you could argue he was the bad guy yeah. in the making. Yeah. Uh... But it stars Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried? Seyfried. Seyfried. And I only know her from Mean Girls, where she can predict the weather with her boob. Yep. He was also in a movie with <laughs> Justin Timberlake. That movie was really good. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was like yeah. about time or something? Yeah. That movie was good. I, I liked it. It was about it. time. It was. No, she's in things. Yeah. I, I, I've... She's in things. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can confidently say she's in things. Okay, that's good. Uh, she was in that Red Riding Hood oh, yeah, yeah, movie yeah. that you're I, right, you're I think right. was on HBO. I asked if you were interested in watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see. So, I again, I was right. She's in things. True. It's called In Time. So, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like he did another film about time with a different actress. Wasn't, she, wasn't he also in one with um, Jessica Elba? Isn't that? Oh, that's the other one. Sorry. I always forget which Jessica he's married to. <laughs> it's Beale. Okay. So I was wrong. I, yeah, I get those mixed up too. Oh. Right? Jessica Beale? Is that who he's married to? Yes. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Alba's the one that was in... Three, the not black three. and white movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said 300, but that's not it. Uh, Watchmen? No, 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 no. What's it called? Sin City. Sin there City. we go. Yeah. Well, it's because it's the same. Uh, this. Yeah. Uh, like stuff. tone of three hundred and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. That's possible. Okay, I feel like he was it's, in one with like 
one of them. I'm sure he was. One of the Jessicas. Yeah, that's probably Not true. my Jessica, I can tell you that. Oh, he was in Alpha Dog, too. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. That's a really good movie. I always get it mistaken for that uh, skateboarding one, though. There's like a skateboarding movie that has like a very similar title. Oh, okay. And I always mistake the title for that one. But yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Hell, that might be on the same caliber as Defending Jacob as far as like the tone of it. Yeah, that's true. We got really distracted. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> the trailer for You oh, Should right, Have right, Laughed right. starring it, it. Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. I also have questions as to, as to how they're together. <laughs> well, they kind of reference it in the trailer that... Uh, oh, she's like, uh, the daughter asked something and yeah. then like, uh, it's a, acknowledged that he's m- an older person yeah. than her. Yeah. So their relationship is like, I think the daughter's like, oh, daddy, since you're so much older than mom, are you going to die first? No. Oh, and <laughs> so it was something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. It was like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, ho, 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 I'm not that old. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Turns out he is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's uh, by Blumhouse Film, uh, and it's going to be on PVOD June 19th instead of theaters. So I think it was originally going to be in theaters. That's premium video on demand? Yes. Mm. It's like top shelf liquor yes. for digital movie releases. Okay. It's digital top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> digital shelf. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you're... Typical demonic uh-huh. horror thriller. Yeah. Uh, it kind of had like a mix to me of um, Paranormal Activity and... <sighs> Fuck, there was a movie that I had watched with Keanu Reeves and like these two women who were like essentially like torturing him emotionally. Oh. <laughs> okay. And physically. Good to know. I don't remember what it was called. Anyways, it reminded me of that oh, kind of film. Knock Knock? Yes, that one. It's a fucking weird movie. Yeah, it didn't strike my eye for something I was interested in. Basically, these two girls uh, find men at home alone, and then they like seduce them into doing things with them, and then they use it against them as they're terrible, cheating pieces of shit. Got it. And then they destroy their lives with stuff. Okay. Like videos and stuff that they like have them as like yeah. prisoner in their own right. home. Okay. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that concept. Okay. Maybe because the house just kind of looked similar. Okay. That's probably all it was. You know what pisses me off is that movie, like when it was like showing the outdoor shots of the house, I was like, that's a really pretty house. Like, yeah. I really and now it. you're like, oh, now fuck like, that house. Nope, fuck that. Burn it down. <laughs> Burn that house down. Yep. No wonder it's made out of brick. Yeah. <laughs> that de- demonic entity knows what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? You, I mean, you're not really into these kind I'm of movies, I'm not super right? into it. It, was, but t- it. it wasn't trash. It was typical to me. Okay. I, um, feel like I could be convinced to watch it, but I'm not thrilled about it. I was pretty interested in it, so I'm going to probably give it a uh, treasure. Okay. It's it's my style. Yeah, it is. You know, you got Kevin Bacon, you got, like, yeah. you know, creature feature kind of tone. Yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't Kevin Bacon, I'd be more interested, because he's terrifying. I, he's yeah. not even, he's probably not even the, the, the bad antagonist in the movie based on what i saw in the trailer but i just don't like looking at him okay wow you hear that come bacon <laughs> hide your face around His my face wife is terrifying <laughs> she doesn't want to look at you stop it hide your face hide your kids hide, hide your, your wife, wife. 
Uh, yeah. So, we also watched the trailer for, well, the second trailer for Lovecraft Country, which comes out in August on HBO. And it's um, a series. I guess I should preface that. It's not a movie. And I learned with this trailer, I guess I wasn't paying attention the first time I saw a trailer, that it is uh, executive produced by Jordan Peele, among others. Some of the others are Misha Green and J.J. Abrams and Ben Stevenson, which is pretty crazy. I guess these it's got some big names attached to it, so it's probably set to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Abrams is like basically part of everything these days now. True, true. Uh, Jordan Peele's really doing great things with with properties that he's he's evolving into like modern time storytelling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know much about Lovecraft's the it's an H. author. H.P. Lovecraft the author. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know much about the author. I all I know is that he's apparently a racist. I mean. But I think from the time he was wasn't pretty much everyone back then. Yeah. So uh but also, given Jordan Peele Not is involved, it's okay. I'm just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, just right. to be clear. <laughs> uh, but given Jordan Peele is involved, I'm really curious to see what they do. I'm assuming he's gonna do. I'm sure there'll be a lot of heavy messaging on 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 all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I got a huge tone of Watchmen from this. Yes, but like scarier, I think. Yeah, it was like I feel like it was like Stranger Things meets Watchmen. And, like, Inception. <laughs> like, there was a lot of trippy stuff uh, as far as, like, Inception tone. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, a very uh, paranormal entity kind of tone going on as far as mm-hmm. what's happening in this town. Yeah. Um, so, I'm really interested in this. Um. Okay. So, I'm just going to read the premise. Okay. Lovecraft Country follows Atticus Black as he joins up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. This begins a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. So, it's like they're going through an area where there's basically they're anti-black people and then also... Racially charged. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then also there's monsters? I, yeah. That part and that's kind of why I yeah. said Stranger Things. It's because, like, there was clearly some kind of demonic yes. or, or yeah. creature entity going on yeah. within the town that they seemed to be in. Mm-hmm. But also it felt like it was really playing on, um, like you said, uh, it's in the 50s. So yes. it's very going to be racially charged. It's going it, it's going to play on a lot of... Uh, you know, social commentary on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, especially now, I don't. I'm sh- yeah. Uh, it seems more appropriate than ever mm-hmm. with uh, the current state of society. Yeah. And what's Very you true. know what's been happening in the last few weeks? So uh, I'm. I mean, I'm really interested. Um, I think this is going to be a hit for HBO. I, th- I think that they're going to get a lot of people interested in, in finding out. What what kind of storytelling mm-hmm. Jordan Peele has to uh, offer? Yeah, I'm excited about it. This one, I, I it looks creepy as fuck, so I'm hesitant to say this, but I'm gonna say Treasure. Yeah, I, I would say the same. A, yeah. a Treasure for me. I, I'm very interested, especially after this trailer. Uh, I want to note too, it's starring 
Journey Smollett Bell. I think it's just Journey. Journey? Yeah. Okay. I'm missing a Y. Uh, Journey Smollett Bell, and she was actually in Birds of Prey, as we referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. She played Black Canary. And then also the brother, I guess, from Captive State, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. uh, Is also in this. Yeah. So, yeah. Actors that we've seen. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do with this one. Well, let's get into some movie news, huh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of the social climate that we are in right now, uh, Just Mercy is going to be free, actually, the entire month of June. Yes. Warner Brothers has made this film available for free uh, on all digital platforms for rent. So you can go to Fandango, you can go to Amazon, Apple, Google... I believe I saw it on Xbox, Marketplace, so Microsoft, um, everywhere. Uh, and we actually reviewed this film a while back yeah, on one of our episodes. Uh, we loved it. Or at least I did. Yes, I loved uh, it. And uh, we highly recommend people go watch this. Uh, whether you want it for the educational value, the help with current times, or you just want to see a really good film about a you know, true story. Yeah. Uh, we recommend it. Absolutely. It was extremely moving, and I don't love watching sad movies, but there was a lot of sad things in this movie, but it was so good. I'm yeah. still recommending it. Yeah, if you if, if you really liked Michael B. Jordan from, you know, Black Panther, I know he was, like, a hit in that film. Yeah. Like, he takes it to another level when he does Absolutely. a serious role where yeah. it's not... Something comic book based, you yes, know. Yes, definitely. And if you're interested in hearing our review of it, it is episode 19. Cool. Wonderful. I think that was like an Oscar time. It was the one right after the Oscars because we watched it when we were trying to like power through all the Oscar nominees. That oh, yeah. That was the yeah. one where we watched it and then we went to see Little Women right after. It was so oh, upsetting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't even want to watch this right now. Like, <laughs> it, it was so upsetting watching Little Women after watching that movie. I felt like an asshole. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh, and then also, it's an older film. I don't think we've seen this one. Uh, Selma. Uh, Paramount Pictures has also done the same uh, thing with this film. I think it's from 2014. And it's available on all the same platforms, it seems. Cool. Yeah, I've never seen that. Maybe we'll check it out. Uh, it's it's just a film about Martin Luther King. Yeah, it was his uh, about his march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama in 1965, apparently. Mm. Yeah, and there's there's stuff. plenty more out there, but those were like the two bigger ones that I caught yes. earlier this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, speaking of Hollywood, we have some news that some of the major filming locations are starting to reopen, getting okayed to um, start doing business again. Um, Hollywood was okayed to reopen as of June 12th in a statement by the California governor's office on June 2nd. There's obviously stipulations that each area follows the California Department of Public Health guidelines for prevention of COVID-19 transmission, such as like social distancing, blah, 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 blah. The, some of the places are going to require screening and things like that. But it's good news for the economy, for Hollywood, for everybody. We all need a little bit of entertainment in life right now. So, um it's good news that we're starting to be able to reopen. Hopefully that means that we're going to be crossing over the hump for COVID-19 as well. 
Um, and also Quebec greenlit production to start again on June 8th. That's uh, the French-speaking province. Um, unfortunately, no word yet on Ontario and British Columbia, where apparently the bulk of Hollywood filming for, mm-hmm. in Canada that takes place in those ones. Um, yeah. But we haven't heard yet about their situation. And we've heard of other countries having uh, filming starting back up. New Zealand yeah. for uh, Avatar. I think the Batman is coming back to filming in London, if uh-huh. I'm correct. Okay. Yeah, so that's by no means an, a comprehensive overview. That's just the two most recent ones I just put yeah, in there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. adding to the conversation. Yes. That it, it's slowly working. Yes. Hopefully or opening for, it's for society. up as far as society becoming some sort of normal again. Uh, but, you know, you brought up the economic impacts that, you know, not being open has had. AMC is actually at risk of bankruptcy apparently now. Uh, which is the theater chain. Yeah. It ex- expects the first quarter financial results to include a loss of between $2.1 billion and $2.4 billion. Jesus. And their net loss for the quarter increased from $224.5 million up from $101.8 million in the prior year period. Wait, their net, they had net losses the last time too? Yeah, I think that's just probably because of overall theaters not doing oh, as okay, well okay, okay. in Got the it. last few years. Understood. I mean, our AMC was Trash. clearly falling apart. Yeah. Uh, they weren't making much business. What pisses me off about the theater is it has the most comfortable seats and the best, like... Yeah, that theater has a lot of potential, but they the, don't put effort into it. Yeah, it had the best facility with smaller screens in most cases but like the chairs and the recliners and the cup holders and all that shit were really nice compared to the other theaters that we ended up moving to. Yeah. And then they barely showed any films. Yeah. Half of them were just for kids. Yeah. It was really dumb. And then I, when I asked about that they were like, "Oh, we don't get a say in what we get. They just send us whatever." Like yeah. they literally don't even know what they get until they get it. That's right. in- insane. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like they're not doing good financially. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, most aren't right now. And if you remember, yeah. they said that they were not going to let Universal play any of their films in their theaters oh, with dude. all of the uh, issues for the PVOD right. uh, format that they've said that they're going to do mm-hmm. for Universal Films. So, it seems... I mean, they're either going to fail because of stubbornness or they're going to have to give up on that whole... Right. Yeah. <laughs> That like boycott or whatever. Yeah, they decided that, that they were whole. Gonna do. Yeah, like they're not going to be able to. They're going to have to let that. They go. can't, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Is literally what that saying is right here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I guess we'll see in the next coming months what happens with AMC if people start going back to theaters or yeah. what. Yeah, you know what we're not going to see. Invisible people. Well, that too. But can film festival. Uh, the physical event was canceled. Not that we had tickets or we're going, but, you know, it's not happening. The physical event is gotcha. is not a thing. And it was originally scheduled from May 12th to the 23rd, um, but obviously due to the pandemic, they had to cancel the event. But they're not really calling it a cancellation, which is kind of weird to me. Um, I don't understand the logic, but they also have been resisting... They've opted not to go the digital or online route as others have, like South by Southwest. They ended up doing an online exhibition mm-hmm. so that other people could see 
Um, yeah, they had all their stuff on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. for people to watch. Yeah. I watched some of it. That's good. Um, but they just instead decided to announce the films they just, they that were chosen to represent Cannes for this year. Um, some of the films are going to go on to be represented at other festivals like Telluride, Toronto, or Sundance, but some of them will just go straight to theaters. Um, I know Cannes Film Festival usually has like a, it's got like that name recognition, so a lot of movies will start their like awards buzz at that film mm. festival. Um, so I guess it's at least by like campaigning for the yeah, film essentially, for the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. So it might hurt some films, but it also, if they're chosen, they were chosen on this list, then it's, they still have the basically can stamp of approval to say that they were chosen. And, uh, the French dispatch that Wes Anderson film that we talked about the trailer for was one of the chosen. So it's pretty cool. I just thought that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you just put the story in so you could talk about the French Dispatch. No, I actually didn't realize it was going to be on there. And I was mm-hmm. like, I read through the list and I was like, I don't know what any of this shit is. And I was like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who knows what kind of movies come out of Cannes Film Festival <laughs> until way later after they're in theaters, apparently. So, Well, obviously processed films. Yeah. Come out of Cannes Film All Festival. Right. You're terrible. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's uh, – so the list is online if you want to know. I'm not going to list all of them because there's like 30-something. Yeah. Obviously, the one that matters is The French Dispatch exactly by Wes Anderson. Exactly. That's all that mattered. I did see that Viggo Mortensen <laughs> has his directorial debut, though, and that what his film was supposed to be. Uh, I think it was one of the ones chosen as well. Okay. That was the only other name I recognized, so I'm really cool, apparently. Yeah, you sound like it. <laughs> uh, well, our last bit of news for, well, the show, the episode. Yep. Uh, Studio Ghibli uh, will be making the next film in full 3D animation. Oh. They usually do 2D animation. Uh, but they have announced that the next film is going to be adapting uh, Diane, Diana Wine-Jones' 2011 children's novel, Earwig and the Witch. Ew. And it's going to be a full 3D animated film. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki uh, is known for creating all these Studio Ghibli films that people love Mm -hmm. over the decades. Uh, And he's going to continue with working on that. Uh, But his son is going to actually take over as the director for the, oh, this 3D Family film. Family business, huh? Yeah. Goro Miyazaki is his son. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I I mean, people love these films. Yeah. I think they're actually all exclusive to HBO Max currently. Yeah. They signed a contract, I think, for that. So, uh, there's some I need to still check out. But, uh, anyone looking forward to that? They are getting with the times, and they are going into 3D animation now. Yeah, Irving and the Witch is a creepy as fuck name, so that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Earwigs are gross. It may be a love story. You don't know. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> That's just somebody's nickname is Earwig. <laughs> what a gross nickname. <laughs> oh, is Witch better? Eh. At least it's a person type of individual. That's true. Well, speaking of gross things. <laughs> thanks for that transition there you're welcome uh i watched the film but well, i should say movie I, w- 
I watched the movie by myself. Uh-huh. Uh, you were asleep. Yeah. And even if I were awake, I wouldn't have wanted to watch it. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> it's a movie called Itsy Bitsy that I had wanted to see for a while when I first saw the trailer for it, like a long time ago. I feel like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, never hit theaters for us. So I was like, okay. And I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, so I never saw it. Uh, found it the other night on Amazon Prime. So mm-hmm. I was pretty excited to watch that. Should not have been. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably already guessed what my rating is going to be. Uh, but 56% tomato meter, 30% audience score uh, as of yesterday. 6, 7, 2000, or 2020. Yes. <laughs> 2020. Wait, who nobody says that? Uh, I guess it came out. The year 2020. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it came out in last August. Uh, so the basic premise is a indigenous tribe okay. culture of some sort in mm-hmm. another country mm-hmm. outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, worships this spider goddess. Nope. Uh, and they sacrifice children uh, to keep things to exist for them to survive and just live life, apparently. Uh, that's the premise, that they believe in this spider goddess. Uh, somebody steals this, like, vase thing that is the spider goddess, uh-huh. whatever. I don't know. What do you call that thing? Like a... Um, like an idol? Like a statue? Yeah. Okay. A little, like, vase-looking thing. Okay. Totem. Totem? I think that's probably accurate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so somebody steals this totem and brings it to the U.S. for somebody who collects relics and such like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could have said fucking relic. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, relic would have been good. And then you said it right after. <laughs> uh, so uh, somebody, somebody gets this relic uh, and then turns out it's a fucking spider. What? Inside the fucking thing. And it somehow was alive. Um, this movie was absolutely terrible. It sounds like it was. It was like an hour and a half. Um, the biggest problem was with this film was that it wasn't really even about... It wasn't really even a, a creature feature in the end. Because it was like mainly just about the mother of these two children who takes them to move into where... The, the guy who bought the vase... Uh-huh. Uh, he's like in need of like a medical assistant, so she's like an in-house nurse for okay. him. She gets hired to like okay. take care of him, uh, and so that's like where the premise comes in. Is like they come into this home, and then he's the one who has this face from wherever he got wherever from he got whoever it from, he got yeah. it from, and then it like breaks, and there's a now a spider entity okay. around the house. Gotcha. Um, my biggest problem with this film is that. Instead of it just being a fucking creature feature, it ended up being more about this mom having... I'm just going to fucking say it. I'm spoiling this film. Don't watch it. Don't it's watch stupid. It. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. So, spoiler alert if you want to watch it. And we're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was basically mainly about her having a um, pill problem. Like, oh, she, nice. she she was addicted to, to Oxycontin or whatever the fuck it is. Like, she... Mm. She kept taking pills. Okay. Uh, and there's a reason why she does it, but it's, like, drawn out and it's just too predictable. 
and it's just like stupid that they even make it a thing. Gotcha. Um, and so like more of the focus was on her having this problem that doesn't really get any resolution mm. over the fact that the the movie's called Itsy Bitsy and there's supposed to be a fucking spider who's doing things mm-hmm. to you know essentially kill people, right? right? And you see stuff, you know, like they do have those moments where things happen. Uh, but they do the one fucking thing that I think is the laziest and the most trashy thing you can do in a fucking film. What? Uh, what do they do? They, the they, they They go and kill a fucking cat. Yeah. Because it's the simplest thing you could do to get somebody all fucking sad yeah. and play with their heartstrings without yeah. actually going the mile and and going across that line of, of making yeah. it uncomfortable for the viewer. Because yeah. that's what people do in these films they they always kill an animal not not a fucking child or whatever the fuck you know they always know that you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna be upset of an animal's well guess what i am that's why it bothers you because you're like why the fuck are people not upset by this yeah and and that's the whole problem is like it's 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 grain in people's minds that it's okay if it's an animal but if it's a person or a child it's so it's a terrible thing Mm -hmm. and it's like no just no Exactly. So that kind of bothered me, but I know that's more of a me thing. But uh, overall, the film was just like obviously it, it felt like one of those low budget sci fi films. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's like two moments where the spider is CGI. Otherwise, it's just this really clearly like fake prosthetic mm. spider that they jiggle across the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish. I was going to say, like, every shot is always, like, at an angle. So, like, you see the spider leg out of the uh-huh. side of the screen. Yeah. And, like, you never really see the full spider most of the time. Right, right. Was it better or worse than Velocipaster? <laughs> well, I guess it depends if you take taking Velocipaster seriously or not. I mean, does anyone? No. Okay. So, no, it's not. Because Velocipaster did what it was meant to do. Okay. It didn't have the budget to be a good film. Mm-hmm. But it had, it did what it was supposed to do. Right, that's it, true. It, it leaned into this really ridiculous, like, yeah. over the top, like, we're clearly low budget and we know that. Yeah. Uh, this film legitly tries to be, like, scary and smart and it's just stupid. It looks dumb. Got it. Um, the, like, you know, there's, like, tension between the mom and the, the, the older son about, like, her problem and stuff. And, Ugh. like, the kid's it's- in, like, the right. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. It just... It's supposed to be a creature feature. I don't care about your fucking Yeah, exa- exactly. Like, we don't... <laughs> it, it, ha- it, it did nothing for the story mm-hmm. as a whole to... It did not tie into the spider in any way. I see. Okay. So, it there was no point to it other than to just tell us, oh, she's got a problem. So, feel bad for her when she gets attacked by the spider. Gotcha. That's really all it was. That wouldn't make me feel bad for her. And, and exactly. And I was kind of like the whole time, like, uh, is she going to die? She better die. <laughs> like, I know, I, oh, yeah, there'll be orphans. Is she going to die? Be better off. She better die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My mindset was, well, they would probably be better off because yeah. of the way she's acting. Right. Like, there's a moment where uh, the girl, the younger daughter falls out of, like, the attic thing and hurts herself. She gets, like, a like, mild concussion. Mm-hmm. And... The mom, who's just been doing whatever the fuck she felt like doing all day, mm-hmm. finds out. And then she's mad at the older son for, for not watching his younger sister when it was not his responsibility to parent. watch yeah. her child. Yeah. Dumb. So, I felt like writing was terrible. Uh, just scare factors were trash. And it just was a poor, 
poor film. Okay. Uh, it was, it, it, it reminded me of like 90s sci-fi for sure. Like the fi- sci-fi channel. Oh, okay. Not like the genre, but the channel itself when they made those quality films. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of that quality. Right. Um, and it just, I don't know. Well, and they set it up so there's like potential for another one, but like, no. But just, no one cares. No. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. Well, so. I, I'm, I'm glad giving, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I gave it uh, one for sure. Okay. Like, it was promising. But, like, even the name, Itsy Bitsy. Like, why is it even called Itsy Bitsy? The title has literally nothing to do with the premise of the film. I get Itsy Bitsy Spider came up the water spell. Like, yeah. I get that song. Right. That's it? Yeah, that's the only thing. They don't even use that in the film. They don't even use that song in the film. Is there a water spout? There's a bathtub <laughs> that you see the spider in for like two seconds. Okay. At like a top view. Mm-hmm. You just see like the, the bathtub and the spider's uh-huh. just standing in it. Ew, no. That's it. Like that. Okay. Because it's a bigger spider. It's yeah. not like arachnophobia where the spider, well, I guess that was pretty big spider too. Yeah, I was like, but, <laughs> what movie did you watch? <laughs> That's fucking it's, huge. It's bigger than the one in arachnophobia. Okay. It's like the size of basically a fat cat okay i would say got it um yeah i don't know it i giving it i'm giving it a one uh, okay. it was bad okay uh so well hopefully we can watch something this week to uh take the bad taste out of your mouth of that movie yeah well, they should just rename it shitty bitsy <laughs> yeah okay yeah. we'll write them a letter thanks well that's it for this week's episode this week's TV episode, TV and movie episode. <laughs> that's that's it you for the episode. You can still say episode. That's it for the episode. That's all, folks. Cut. Yeah. You should also check us out on Facebook. We started a Facebook group. You can check us out. Uh, it is called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And you can interact. Uh, we'll be posting news and random stuff throughout the week if you want to keep up with things as it comes out rather than yeah. waiting until we post about it or waiting until we say stuff and record yeah. it. <laughs> but we won't necessarily always talk about what we post on there. Right. Yeah. There will be other stuff on there. But that's just There'll probably be a lot more knickknack things like, oh, this is a rumor. And then yes. that's that. Yes, just for discussions related to the subject matter that we also discuss on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Don't forget to rate us, review our podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, We really appreciate any kind of feedback or reviews. Um, If you want to send us direct feedback, um, our email is dtfpod at gmail.com. If you've got any suggestions or content requests, you can send those there as well. We would really love to hear from you. You can also find us on dtfcast.com or you can follow Steven on social media. I'm Classy Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. Show is. What? You planned that? No. It just came out. It's not like Elmer or Fudd. Like a pesky rabbit. Yeah. Wabbit. Pesky rabbit. Show is. Pesky rabbit. Whatever. I guess I'm just full of Looney Tunes today. Yeah. Oh, I learned... I learned something about that show, actually, for HBO Max. What was it? Okay, one last news story. <laughs> Apparently, they uh, are not putting weapons, or guns, I should say, into the new cartoon. 
So Elmer Fudd does not have a gun anymore. What the fuck does he have? I do not know. Like a crowbar? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently they've taken guns okay. out Okay. Uh, in an attempt to help further society with... Um, yeah, because violence. Cartoons but yeah, but then they go and say guns. that they they let they still have TNT and like yeah. anvils and stuff like that. Where it's like you could still you could call it cartoony violence all you want. I guess the idea you, you could throw an anvil on somebody's head. <laughs> I guess the idea is that most people's parents don't have like an anvil or TNT in a safe in their house somewhere, <laughs> or on in a bedside table. Yeah, they're less likely to have anvils and TNT. Than well, they what are they need gun. to do is have their children in those safes. Yeah, true. Keep them safe. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good little tidbit. <laughs> Should we call it a night? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh That's all folks. Bye bye.